Hey y'all, welcome to this very special episode of Big Facts No Cap. You're listening to the only show that's number one with people who haven't come up with a rhyme and people who are making up stuff right before the intro time. Let's get into it. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap How does this usually go? Ha! You spoke first. I read in an interview book that that gives me the upper hand during this negotiation. Also explaining that is also part of getting the upper hand. (laughs) So, Adrian, you want to explain to the audience why I called this a very special episode of Big Facts No Cap? Not counting bonus episodes, not counting lost episodes, not not counting re-released episodes, this is the 100th episode of Big Facts No Caps. No cap. God damn it. <laughs> episode 100, I got that wrong. <laughs> season 2, baby. Didn't we have a thing where we were trying to figure out how we were going to split it up into seasons? I think we decided it'd be funny if we randomly picked a point to go into season two, and I think 100 <laughs> makes too much sense, so let's not do it for next episode. Yeah, I'll say, because it'd have to be 101, which is when you're breaking off the next 100 that you want to start the next season. What a crazy ride it's been. Can you just imagine, if we were writers for a TV show, we could go into syndication now. Is that a is that a thing? Writers go into syndication after 100 episodes? Oh, uh, well, I, the show does, so it can be syndicated on other channels, and then we would make money. Like in perpetuity, in perpetuity, in perpetuity. Uh, That's the bars in a hundred episodes, something like that, and then like you'll Mm -hmm. start being bought for syndication. That's when like TBS will start airing two episodes a day. Yeah, I used to have that where I'd have my DVR set to record Scrubs automatically, and I think I had it for Friends too. And so there'd always be that weird part where like it records like four episodes a day that they play, and at some point you just like cross over from episode whatever to the episode one again, and you're like, yeah. I guess I'll just rewatch it again. <laughs> I remember sometimes they would do a weird thing where it would sort of go in order for like months at a time and then randomly jump to another season or like, you know what I, I mean? I only remember it going in an order. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like there was every once in a while it would randomly break order. If there was like a holiday or something, they just go ahead yeah. and switch to that. Mm. That makes sense. Oh, for sure. They would play the holiday episodes around the holidays. They've Maybe never been able why. to finish The Simpsons because they always go back to episode one during Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I found out recently uh, the pilot for The Simpsons, not originally supposed to be the pilot. Oh. Yeah. It makes so much sense with them finding Santa's little helper. Santa's That's little exactly helper. the point that the podcast I was listening to made was like, well, there's like an inciting incident. It's them getting the dog. Like that's the, that's why it's a great pilot. Plus they like show all the characters really well. There's the scene where they're, Marge is writing the Christmas card. And so she's saying like, you know, this is what Lisa's like this year. This is what Bart's like. And it's like such a great introduction to all the characters. But yeah, not meant to be the pilot. Oh. Also, mm. one of the few uh, Simpsons episodes written by a woman uh, before she kind of got uh, pushed out of the writer's room <laughs> for being a woman. And interesting that uh, it's kind of like this podcast where our first episode was uh, written by a woman and then we kind of <laughs> pushed her out of the writer's room. <laughs> hey, hey, we don't talk about Lisa. Also, uh... Episode one wasn't supposed to be episode one of our podcast either. That's true. Yeah. I kind of, I think I sprung it on you. We'd done like three test episodes or four, 
And eventually I was like, okay. (laughs) You think that we wanted to start off the podcast talking about Pokemon and cute sneezes? Like, no, of course not. That was not supposed to be the introduction to the podcast. (laughs) I think it made sense. People knew nothing about us as characters and they learned nothing from that episode. The other thing that was interesting about what happened to be episode one of the podcast is that that was, it was a completely like last minute, hey, we're editing. I think this was back when Paul was doing all of the editing for the episodes where I was like, oh, we should uh, include this song by Pine Grove at the end because it really fits the theme. Uh, we did not have a, an initial like idea to do that. That was just kind of like a last second, oh, that makes sense. We should put that as an outro. Yeah, and the idea of having a theme really came together from the episode with the uh, two people who lie to their uh, significant other. Yeah, which is like and episode I think we- three, I think, episode two. Yeah, I think we realized how well that worked, and we were like, oh, we should start doing a theme. Like, it kind of makes sense to talk about the same thing throughout the episode. Yeah, yeah, as well as, um, what was it? Like, when we first did the first few test episodes, we brought in two articles each. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so we really pared that down, and then we realized that, like, maybe just picking random articles because they're kind of funny doesn't make as much sense as having something that ties everything together. Yeah, and then second year of the podcast, I don't know if we made any big, uh additions to uh or big adjustments after that i feel like we kind of found our groove that's a problem baby we, we've stopped innovating mm, yeah well it's because of the free market yeah <laughs> we have no incentive to innovate <laughs> because joe biden won why should and... a podcaster get paid the same amount as a doctor that's all i'm saying <laughs> that's why you can't have communism Who's gonna be a, who's gonna be a janitor of podcasters make the same amount as a doctor? <laughs> a little life update was I spent my birthday last Friday. Oh god damn it! I didn't wish you a happy birthday. You didn't. It's okay. I was only very hurt. Oh. I, I told. I had. To, I'm supposed to check my notes this time of year. I totally forgot. I've mentioned before in an episode people with summer birthdays. It's hard to remember their birthday. Uh, June, I, I spent July. it in urgent care. We did text that day about me being in urgent care. Oh. Yeah, you sent me that really good picture. It's gonna be a great album cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was as the nurse put it, it was coming out both ends, and I was super dehydrated. That's how, that's how the nurse put it. Yeah, <laughs> it was, dude. It was the most like it was the most not sketch. I don't want to say that because that belittles them. It was the most amateur, roughly put together urgent care I've ever been in. It felt mm. like. It felt like they'd gotten there that morning. It felt like in World War One, the tent they had to set up to take care of the soldiers. Like, that's mm-hmm. the level of equipment it felt like they were playing with in there. Uh, they also told me that they don't take any insurance. Mm. Uh, and only two people were working in the whole building. And it was a nurse practitioner and a younger nurse. And he was like, he kind of had like young, built Latino gay guy energy. And he was like, uh, how do I ask you this? Is it coming out both ends? Uh, do you still remember the first text you ever got when you switched back to an iPhone? Uh, no. It was from me when I had a stomach virus and had to cancel uh, Emily's episode. Uh, the first text you ever received, blue text to blue text, was, uh, it's like my mouth and b-hole are endless bottles of Diet Coke and someone just keeps <laughs> throwing Mentos into both of them. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was horrible, man. Uh, horrible way to spend my birthday. Had to get some get anything bags. Fun? No, they don't give you anything fun at the end of the urgent care. Not even like a lollipop. Damn. All right, 
Centennials. Happy birthday to Paul. <laughs> Is it too late? Can I salvage this? <laughs> and I wanted to wait to do it on our 100th episode. That's actually why I didn't text you on, on Friday. Oh, uh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm about to do a little Marilyn Monroe to the president. Happy birthday to you, Mr. Powell. Happy birthday to you, Mr. Big Dog. Um. Okay, what did you want to transition to? Oh, talking about centennials. Uh, centennials. In Britain, I think when you turn 100, you get a letter from the queen. Do we have a version of that in America? You get a letter from the queen that says, I'm going to outlive you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think here you just get a bill, right? They're like, hey, that's too long to be living. You got to pay extra now. <laughs> <laughs> you have mooched off social security for too long, bucko. Pay the US back. sends you a bill for how much oxygen you've taken off. <laughs> Like, first 100's free, bucko, but then you gotta start paying. This ain't free. I don't know. It would be cool if you got, like, a little package or something like that. Like, I know, uh, there are some soccer teams in, like, smaller cities or whatever where every child that's born in that city gets a little kit from the club with, like, a little, like, you know, mini jersey and stuff like that. And it'd be cool if you, like, turned 100 in America and they just sent you, like, uh, like a presidential freedom of honor or whatever. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Medal of, Medal of Honor? The Medal of Honor? One of our military awards? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you if you if you lived life is a battle, Paul. If you got through a hundred years of it, that's an achievement. I like that. That's like in Finland how they have the like little packets for moms, where it comes with like a little baby jacket. Yeah, and the box yeah, exactly. itself Can be used as a crib. Um, the other thing that I think would be really good is I think we should let everyone who turns one hundred, they get one free hour interview on a radio broadcast where they get to share their wisdom as a 100 year old that feels like you're just gonna spread a lot of racism adrian i don't know if you <laughs> thought that was right no because i think everyone's gonna be like hey 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 bucko they're 100 years old maybe they'll maybe you might learn a thing or two about some about life from them paul instead of being a little know-it-all little 20 year old that's gonna bum everybody out when 90 percent of them are just like kill me <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the other part of my media roundup, I forgot. I saw Phil at a local comedy place uh, doing an open mic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He Phil was, and Mandy. Uh, very talented. I'll tell all his jokes here now. One of his mm. jokes was, oh, boy, I got this friend Adrian. Yeah, I gotta tell y'all, he is annoying. He's always with the yappity yap. And here's my impression of him. And this is like a very visual bit because then he like sticks out his gut and he puts down his pants. Like you can see his butt crack and he's just like waddling he across the on stage. stage. <laughs> he's like, Adrian. And he slips all over the little poopy he did. And he's just like <laughs> flipping around like a turtle that can't get off its back. Mm. He killed though. Yeah, it was great. Kind of in the, talking about the early days of this show, keeping it 100 is very much in the, like, realm of big facts, no cap, as far as, like, yeah, appropriating yeah, yeah. slang. Yeah, yeah. We called our show Big Facts, No Cap because we wanted to get across the idea that our opinions are right, we don't lie, and we're not mm -hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. Which does seem like it's really more leaning towards my personality than yours. I'm I'm really more the person who insists that others have to acknowledge how right I am. I, yeah, I think so. But also, I think I was I came up with it, right? So I guess all of the blame really falls on me. I guess you could do that thing where it's like, I mean, Paul accepted it as the name, so he's equally to blame <laughs> if you're worried about uh, us appropriating it. But um, I think yeah, I think I came. I think I was when I came up with it. 
I can't remember what the other ideas were. And I got you on tape. Now I'm not liable anymore. <laughs> That's another one where like I should probably go back through our old emails. Or I'd probably no, 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 no. You came up with it. Receipt right here. No more. <laughs> Tried to get out of it. You should have seen the more offensive names Adrian pitched before this. <laughs> like what? Name one. Literally, who's also who's going to find this offensive? We're the only people who in our friend group smart enough to understand why it would be considered offensive. Yeah, I've only ever uh, I've only ever gotten one joking uh, response to it when uh, someone mentioned pre-mentioned. I don't know if this happened to you. Someone pre-mentioned to a person that I met at a party that I had a podcast. And she was like, oh, you have a podcast. And he like pulled up his phone and was like, oh, let me search for it. Like, let me subscribe to it. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's Big Facts No Cap. And he was like, oh, Big Facts No Cap. <laughs> uh, that's a little problematic, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, nobody I know is smart enough to understand why that's problematic. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> this is why you don't hang out with academics, Adrian. I don't know what he did. He probably was an academic. I don't actually remember talking to him. Uh, when was the last time you had to keep it 100 with somebody? You know, I'm not the best at delivering hard truths. I think I like to build people up. Mm. I'm willing to let people live in their delusions if uh, if that's where they're at. If somebody's down mm-hmm. in the dumps, I'll build them back up. Maybe when I have to tell like somebody to clean up or something. They're, they're oh, being a so mess. I think there's one specific person you would tell that what? to. <laughs> Who? Huh? <laughs> I think the last time I did it, and I feel bad about it, um, I was on a, a, a dodgeball team. Um, with a guy from my gym who like was convinced that he was a pirate. And so he played the character all the time. Um, you know, and he like spoke like a pirate. He dressed like a pirate. Uh, and he, we called him pirate Steve. And at one point we were like in the finals of this dodgeball tournament and I was just fed up and I yelled at him and I was like, hey, you're not a pirate, man. Um, and, uh, you know, he missed our last game cause he was just trying to find himself, but then I won the money and then he became back to a pirate after he saw the money, <laughs> he saw the treasure chest of money. All right, should we hop into the columns? Is there anything that you want to uh, express uh, in terms of gratitude about 100 episodes of this show? I'd like to express my gratitude to uh, Paul as a co-host, who's uh, always been very accommodating as a co-host, has always been, um, you know, showing up as 90% of the job, and he does it. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and our, our audience, they're cool too. Yeah. Shout out to all our friends who listen. I love uh, when somebody sends me a text because they heard something and just want to chat about it. That's always a fun time. Mm-hmm. All right. Advice columns. Paul, you want to go first or second? Uh, Your choice. Dealer's choice. I'll let you go first. Is you, It was your birthday and we're celebrating it today. As I said today, um, happy birthday, Paul. Happy birthday, Paul. <laughs> so you can go first, birthday boy. Happy birthday, Paul. All right. We got a question. To Ellie in the Toronto Star. Paul, can I tell you something? Yeah. You're my Toronto Star. Oh, because I'm Canadian? Yeah. Hey. My girlfriend lied about her previous lover. Now I can't go near her. When my girlfriend and I were split up, she dated another guy. After that ended and we got together again, she said it'd just been a dinner date relationship of a few times. Because she worked two jobs, I believed her. I figured, because the relationship wasn't serious, we could pick up where we left off. After several months of dating again, we moved in together. Three months later, I learned that the two had been in a serious relationship, talking marriage. I learned that the guy was 43, smoked pot regularly, worked intermittently, played video games a lot, and lived in his parents' house. He proposed to her after a week of dating— 
he planned to quit his job and take care of the house because of her two jobs made enough money to support them both. My ex was still training at my studio after our split, and we'd still go for coffee together. But all the time, she was dating this guy. If I'd ask if she had a new boyfriend, she'd say no. There was no reason for her to lie. I, we'd split up partly because I had to spend a lot of time with my adult daughter, who had mental health issues. When I got my daughter on a good path, I thought I could see if my girlfriend wanted to try again. Only then did I find out she was dating. My issues now. 1. If I'd known about them being in a serious relationship, I'd have taken much more time moving forward before moving in together. 2. She's smart, athletic, and attractive. I can't believe she'd get involved with a low-life pothead. 3. I was led to believe they'd never had sex, so I'm thankful I didn't catch a sexually transmitted disease. There are many lies from her as we got back together, and I feel misled by the woman I trusted. I moved in with her based on those lies. I hadn't been able to touch her since discovering all this. Five months. So our sex life's non-existent. She's moved out, but we still want to try to save the relationship. I can handle a breakup, but would like to give it a chance. I just don't know how to get past all the resentment. Alright, Paul. Keeping so it 100. She didn't keep it 100 with him. Mmm, I and see, need, I see. You know you need a ride or die, Adrian. That's true. She's not real. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Gonna date a pot smoker and not tell this man? That's true. That's true. Did he, does he have evidence that they had sex? Or was that a, was that just implied from them being more serious than he thought that they were? Or? I have to assume so. Also, like, don't most adults in relationships have sex? Like, I mean, she's been, she's been off it for five months and they're still together. So I brought this in mostly because I thought this guy, it's, it's a fun dichotomy to me of like, everybody's allowed to have their own priorities and qualities that they insist in in a partner, but this mm-hmm. guy seems so fucking weird to me, man. Yeah, he seems really annoying. You can you can insist on whatever you want, but you seem like you have a, a real weird attitude instead of presumptions about people and quality, and your likelihood of getting an STD because she slept with somebody who smoked pot. And plays video games. <laughs> he plays video games. Yeah, he's got some real old school ideas about this type of person. Except this person's older than him, so it's not even like, how could she get with this? <laughs> like, Wait, you know what I is mean? that true? I feel like we never got his age. I was almost like wanting to have like a, a Reddit moment where he was like, I, you know, 35 male or whatever. Oh, yeah. You see, I kind of got the sense that he was younger. Like he was disappointed in her for getting with an old guy. What if there's like a Hugh Hefner thing and he's like 70 and he's mad <laughs> that she wanted the young calf after having the old bull? <laughs> And this was from 2022. That's when this was posted. This isn't some old school column. Yeah, and to be clear, 2020 as well. <laughs> Not 2022. <laughs> Ugh, language is funny like that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> this man was like, you dated someone else? I can't fuck you for five months, at least. Yeah, I'm I disgusted. mean, I guess it's the, it's the fact that she lied about it, which I guess he does say that she had no reason to do so, although I, you can always understand why someone getting back together would be like, oh yeah, I dated someone, but it wasn't a big deal. It does seem interesting to me that there's something about someone who so immediately after a breakup just jumps into like a another apparently very serious relationship that seems, uh, I don't know. Although- I, I'm not, I'm not gonna put any blame on this person. I think she's fine, but. They talk about it being a serious relationship, and then the whole thing is that, like, they talked about marriage, and then he mentioned they talked about marriage a week after meeting? Like, mm. it's like, I sounds like 
a real messy also, relationship. That's super, that's super vague, though. They could have talked about marriage of like, yeah, it's too early to talk about marriage, right? Yeah. All right. Well, that's us talking about marriage. <laughs> I wish I could know so much more about this guy's life. Uh, like, she was training at my studio. I have no idea what that means. Is he like a jujitsu dude or... Yeah. In that case, go kick that guy's ass. <laughs> That's what you should do. <laughs> Give him the old flying knee. He proposed to her a week after dating. No, so they were proposed to be married a week after they started dating. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. And he was going to be a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. For, for this woman who... Oh, that was the other thing. That's like the trifecta of like old man energy. Is like, he smokes pot, he plays video games, and he works intermittently. <laughs> you know who all of that describes do you think 43 how old is seth rogan <laughs> i think seth might be i think he's like 37 i don't think he's that old yet okay i'm just saying <laughs> i think this uh this probably is doug benson <laughs> getting benson with doug getting yeah. getting doug was high <laughs> Apparently he runs a sex cult now. I was hearing something about that from a podcast, which is like, of Dude, all people, I've been I didn't telling you him. that. What? Yes, one hundred percent. I heard that on Joe Rogan like six years ago, and I've been telling you that. Oh, maybe you were the one who told me then. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. One of the, you know what? If we were to rank, most likely, if we were to do superlatives, most likely to run a sex cult, I don't think anyone was picking Doug Benson. I don't think anyone in the world. I don't know. It's, Second only to maybe like Pete Holmes or something. Although I have, Pete Holmes has that culty energy, so maybe. And you get no information on it. It's literally just every once in a while one person will just say something about him being weird or doing something weird. And then that's like, that hint is all you have on it. It's definitely no like information about if it's a sex cult or if he just has a cult in general or... I mean, he's doing better hiding it than, like, uh, Jared Leto, so at least he's doing that, you know? But if you just recently heard about it on a podcast, I need to know where you heard about it so that I can know more about Because I, I've been needing to know about this for years. I'm pretty sure it was Comedy Bang Bang or Freedom, so I can try and find it for you. I, so I don't know if this is the right way to think about it, but I think any help for this guy in terms of reframing his thinking might be helpful proposing to somebody after a week of dating to me does not scream it's serious to me it very much screams that this is not serious that this is like something farcical in some kind of way yeah it makes it seem like a whirlwind of a relationship with a lot of yeah messy it screams, elements it screams unsustainable to me more than it screams mm. like oh no they were really serious um yeah this guy's a weirdo i think that's my main takeaway yeah, good for him. He seems like he seems like one of those weirdos who at least has like, at least he I'll, treats his daughter well with mental health yeah. issues. Yeah. Like at least he was like, okay, you know what? I don't have time to date. Got to help my my youngest angel make it through this tough time of hers. Yeah, I'll also say this. I think that there's a lot of weird missing information that we don't have. But part of the reason we can make fun of him for being a weirdo is because he's able to express himself well enough that we can tell this guy's a weirdo. So like, there's something admirable about, uh, admirable about him at least being able to be in touch enough with his feelings to be like, this is how I feel. And this is why I feel it. Um, you know, the fact that he feels weird about this to me, the fact that like you stop having sex with your long-term partner because he knows, or cause she lied about something and like, well, yeah. I mean like, yeah, sort of lied about something. I don't know. That seems weird. I mean, but. being worried about an STD, it's like, you're right. You, she should have gotten a test between every partner. That is like something, uh, like 
a responsible adult does, but it's also a little bit like, come on, like, you're being mm. a bit of a baby to actually <laughs> overplay that as, like, oh, I'm so angry at her. I guess the other big issue is that they, like, moved forward too quickly because he thought it was just a fling, so he didn't have to, like, well, I don't know, why did they need more time if it was more serious? Because she needed more time? Clearly she doesn't. She moved on from you in, like, a couple days, apparently. <laughs> He's just low-life pothead. I don't know, he owns a studio. Just all the insights into this guy's life. Like, he's this conservative, small Mm -hmm. business owner who really cares about health. Is still dating at presumably some sort of old age because he has a daughter. Yeah. And he's still dealing with his girlfriend who's breaking up with him to get with low-life potheads. There's Mm -hmm. just, there's, there's a lot here. There's just so many little clues. And still having, like, the high school mindset of, like, at an older age, like, the idea that somebody else has dated other people shouldn't gross you out so much that you just can't even, I haven't even been able to touch her in five months. Like, what uh, are you yeah. talking about, man? Like, <laughs> she's had boyfriends before you, too. It's like, I, I get the being lied to is upsetting, but either break up with her or it's just such a childish attitude on top of the i'm so much of an adult that i'm gonna call somebody else a low-life pothead because that's how serious an adult i am and Mm -hmm. that but also i'm gonna live in the same house as somebody who i'm refused to touch for five months because i can't handle my emotions to either just break up or decide to forgive her yeah i mean i guess part of it is that he's he thinks that she's quite the catch um but you know it sounds like this guy for a majority of um like, you know those commercials where it's, like, older dating sites making fun of younger dating sites? Where it's like, oh, if you're done with the swiping, if you want, like, a real relationship, come check out this website. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he'd be a catch on those things. So I feel like he's also a bit of a catch. So I'm sure he'd do fine if he wanted yeah. to find somebody else. If part of the fear is he's not going to find another woman who's smart, athletic, and attractive, I'm sure he will. He owns a small business. It's, I think, presumably, like, a martial arts studio. So he's probably got, like, a good bod for his age. I'm sure he's probably going to do fine. It's an art studio, Adrian. Then he's creative. People love that. <laughs> it's a... Uh, what type of studios are there? <laughs> it's a studio apartment. We work at the same mm. studio. He works front desk at an apartment complex. <laughs> I, a bit of advice. I think that he seems like a, a very judgmental person. And I think part of the reason that she felt she needed to lie about her relationship in the intermediate was because he's a judgmental person what he needs to do is if she understood what she'd done wrong she would be able to sympathize with him and that would bring them back closer together so he should show her how disgusting it is to like smoke pot and be a no good low life so he should start playing Mm. video games he should like start wearing a beanie and put on like a t-shirt with a pot leaf on it and just be like Mm. Puffing on a doobie when she gets home with some call of duty Mm. on in the background and some like doobie with mountain dew code red Mm-hmm. And she walks in and he's like, hey, you want to share a smoke of this doobie? I was thinking of skipping work tomorrow and just hanging out at home playing Call of Duty all day. And then she'd be like, what's wrong with you? And he'd be like, see, it's disgusting. Yeah. Now you see what you did to me. He'd be like, isn't that what you liked about the other guy? And she'd be like, no, he was really good in bed. That's what I liked about it. <laughs> Oh my god, could you imagine this guy from what he's written? Look, the, the, stoner dude, the, stoner dude, <laughs> the stoner dude actually eats pussy. That's why I was with him. 
Could you imagine if he found out that dude had a bigger dick than him based on what he's written? This guy, this guy would die. He would never be able to have sex with anybody else in Actually, his life. I was going to say this earlier. is like, this guy, if he does break up with his girlfriend, it feels like he could go med going their own way territory. So I feel like, honestly, the woman's just got to take a bullet and stay with this guy so we don't get another school shooter. <laughs> This guy would never, yeah, this guy would never forgive women ever if he found out this other guy had a bigger dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, he would become a Republican senator, for sure. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Ban video games, ban pot, (laughs) ban working intermittently. Unless it's for Uber, then that counts as a full-time job, but they don't have to pay you for... Uh, healthcare. You're an independent contractor. <laughs> and ban the leftist agenda of making all men eat pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think this guy's good to go. Oh wait, did you have any last uh, sentiments for stay or go for uh, in the relationship? Oh dude, you gotta go. You're a psycho. You need to find yourself like a Christian conservative woman. I think he should get her pregnant. Really lock her in. Oh, that makes sense. Babies do help save relationships. Yeah, that way he can do that Chris Pratt thing where he can, like, make a Facebook post where he's like, I'm so thankful for this wife that was able to give me a child that's not going to have mental health issues, Sarah. <laughs> God, I fucking hate Chris Pratt so much, man. Oh, my God. The relationship will have no chance unless she explains to you why she lied. The problem is she may not have admitted the reason to herself. You felt you have to take a break from the relationship to help settle your adult daughter on a good path. Admirable, in my view. But your girlfriend's reaction was to date a seemingly odd-choice guy who immediately wanted to marry her. Even a smart, attractive woman can feel insecure. Possibly a clue why she hung around with the guy until she broke up with him. Then, you came back to her. Yes, she lied, and mistrust is a bad foundation for a long-term relationship. She's been unable to explain herself. You've been unable to touch her sexually. Yet, you say, we still have to try to save the relationship. You don't mention love. Take the next step. Tell her you need to know only truth and the reason behind them. Accept together that this may only be possible through both of you talking to a couple's counselor. Online is fine. You may learn to understand each other's hurt and needs and start touching and loving again. Ellie's tip of the day. In a relationship, when someone you trust lies to you, the reason may be different from what you think. That is a very boring tip. That tip of the day just amounts to you might be wrong sometimes. Yeah. It's actually, she didn't lie about the relationship because she was scared about how you would feel about it. She lied because that guy's her brother. (laughs) Oh, that would be a crazy twist. I think one of the other things, though, was I didn't understand how he learned the information. Was it her dropping hints, or did he, like, hire a PI? Like, he probably just kind of slowly pick up and ask questions. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I wrong? I don't know. That makes sense. They moved in together, and he was like, why do you have a legalize it cup? That I don't understand what that is. <laughs> there was a bog, and she had to, like, she had to very quickly tell him it was a Voss for her flowers. <laughs> Voss. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty okay advice. Adrian, is there a type of ex that a girlfriend of yours could have that you would feel like you couldn't date her anymore if you knew she dated somebody else in the past? Or, oh yeah, I guess, or one of your boyfriends had? Could you date Grimes now is what I'm asking. Oh no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't date Grimes now. 
I would 100% date Grimes now. Grimes, really? I, don't, I, think, I know you listen. Hit me up. I already didn't like particularly find her attractive, and so I think that kind of just ruins it for me. Gotcha. Okay, so you wouldn't date somebody who's dated Elon Musk. Yeah, I think I could draw the line there. So your version of writing in this uh, this question to an advice column is she mm-hmm. dated a guy. He doesn't even smoke pot. Oh, wait, Elon does smoke pot. He does. <laughs> and he works intermittently. He doesn't have a real job. Oh, yeah, he is between companies. Yeah. Holy shit, how old is he? He's 43! <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> If you if you were talking to a a really handsome guy or a really pretty gal or mm-hmm. vice versa a really pretty guy or a really handsome gal on a dating app recently and just in a not weird way one of their exes came up and they mentioned that they had an ex that was a crypto bro would you feel oh. like that was a deal breaker for dating that person now I mean I think that's the new like finding out that someone has daddy issues that's when you're like oh okay this person easy to manipulate. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, I was going to say that the actual story I have about this is that I went on a few Tinder dates with a girl, um, with a woman who dated the guy who works in the lab next to me. And she told me about it during our first date. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. That's kind of weird. <laughs> I was like, it can't be her thing because no one's thing is entomologists. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just a quink, quinky dink. But yeah, just the idea of like, and I saw that guy and I was like, well, I'm better than him, so I can see why she's thinking that she's upgrading, but <laughs> I don't know. This is one of those things where she was like, yeah, I was talking to my roommate about going on a date with you, and she was like, another entomologist? And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what kind of quirky-ass situational comedy dialogue is this? <laughs> That's when I was like, man, I can't date. That's when the man, roommate opened the drawer, and she's like, we have too many bugs from the last guy, and it's just full of dead bugs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's when I was like, man, Davis is too small. <laughs> Why didn't it work out with her? Did she eat her peas one at a time? You know, actually, very, very simple. Uh, I think she was, so we went on a second date, and at one point during our second date, we talked about someplace, and she was like, oh yeah, we should go there for our next date. And I was already like, nah, man, this is the last one. Uh, you really just like to talk about yourself the whole time. It's pretty boring. <laughs> and you're not that interesting. <laughs> hey, summarize this podcast, am I right? Hey, boy. No cap. Uh, so I don't actually know if this has ever made it into one of our episodes, but for my article, I wanted to keep it 100 in a few ways. Uh, so one is that despite doing our due diligence and coming up with this idea and looking up if anyone had ever done it before uh, and not finding anybody, we did eventually come across the fact that there uh, there is another podcast that has done basically the same thing that we do, where they read advice columns, um, and it's... Uh, what is it? Like, we know everything with Han and Matt? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, they did. They did, they did this podcast before us. They have ended the podcast, so we're not overlapping with them. Uh, they're not contemporaries of ours. They're predecessors, and, you know, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. Have you ever listened to any of it? I've never bothered to. I listened to their, I listened to like two minutes of their episode 100 and got kind of bored. <laughs> but I will say this by episode 100 they did have Allison Green from Ask a Manager and the girl from uh, Captain Awkward uh, the woman from Captain Awkward on their on their podcast so they're they were doing better than us yikes um, but I think they're probably actually reaching out to people and probably not being as ridiculous or rude as we are maybe and I think the other thing is that they did a reddit advice column thing like asking advice and then they like had one of the reddit moderators on their show so i think they were more willing to kind of just have anybody on their show 
But yeah, so I actually have no uh, sense of kind of what their sensibilities are like or what they're like as people. More willing to just have anybody, unlike us, who has our friends. Our <laughs> <laughs> hey, those are cool people. And so uh, Han of the uh, podcast duo uh, had her own advice column for a little bit or had their own advice column for a little bit. And so I'm going to use one of those. We're going to keep it 100, just face up to the fact that we did not 100% create this idea. Uh, we're going to reconcile with that now, and we're going to do that by bringing in one of Han's articles. To be fair, I feel like we did create this idea. They just also created it <laughs> before us. That's true. Parallel thinking. Parallel thinking. Let's let's see what they have to say. Ask a helping hand, number five. So you're going to have to go down a little bit. Oh, also this article is, or the question is still kind of about, you know, Big truths or harsh truths. Um, bowing out of weight loss bullying, February 20th, 2018. Oh, and I will say this. So the podcast is defunct. And then also this advice column uh, that they ran is also uh, defunct. Dear Han, I am a cis woman married to an amazing woman. She has struggled with mental health illness during the course of our relationship and marriage and takes antidepressants to help. These have caused her to gain weight. I love her no matter what she looks like, but her body image has been a big source of her struggles over the years. In her previous relationship, her ex would tell her she had gained weight and intentionally make her feel jealous by praising attractive women who didn't look like her. She's asking me to do the same for her as a motivation to help her lose weight. Han, I am incredibly uncomfortable emotionally abusing my wife as motivation. I've expressed her to, I've expressed this to her and I've made it clear. I'm happy to support her weight loss endeavors in a healthy way, but she seems upset by this. How can I help? <laughs> Sincerely, trying to be a loving wife. Polly boy, ideas? Mm. A, a training montage where you get meaner. Because their issue is that they can't be as mean as their wife is asking them to be without... Wait, the training is not for her to lose weight. The training is for you to get meaner. <laughs> it's for you to get meaner. So it's like, okay. um, you know, like there's like a big target up on a board and it's like somebody you already don't like. So this person used the word cis woman. So I assume somebody they don't like is like Donald Trump. So it's like a target picture of Donald Trump on a board. Um, and they're shouting like explicitives at them. And then just bam, it flips and it's their wife. And then the, mm. that like sort of shock, it's shocking at first, but they, they're kind of, they're getting used to it now. They've said something mean to their wife. The other part of that training montage would definitely be like them watching a Jeff Ross special and taking notes in the pad really attentively. <laughs> the thing where they like look up, look down and start writing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're watching all the uh, roasts, all the Comedy Central roasts. <laughs> Do you think that if if your part if par if your partner said to you, Paul, it's going to help me with my goals if you're mean to me? Do you think that would really just open up the floodgates? Do you think you would know how to stop? Oh, this would be way too easy for me. That I do not have this problem. <laughs> if somebody was like, Paul, be mean to me, I'd be like, Ooh boy, let me get out my list of complaints I already have about you. <laughs> Not my partner, to be clear. Other people in my life. Adrian, no. Do you remember your reaction to finding out that one of the CDs in Phil's car was five tracks of people uh, coughing really disgustingly because they were smokers, and that was Mandy's gift to Phil to try and get him to quit smoking, and you were like, that's disgusting. <laughs> that is disgusting. If, if Izzy was like, had like an addiction like that where she was like a smoker, and she asked you to like be mean to her about it to help her quit, would you not do it? No, smoking is cool. That's pretty cool. You're like, it's kind of hot, though. <laughs> <You know? laughs> kind of hot, doing it. Well, like a, It's like a Hepburn's type thing. Like, I'm going to walk into a, a seedy bar and you're going to be smoking in the back. <laughs> it's like, what's next? You're going to stop wearing leather jackets and running a motorcycle? Come on. <laughs> Come That's on. the whole reason I like you. <laughs>
I fell for you. I'm sure the actual answer that I don't feel like giving is going to be something about talking to your wife about why she feels like being like degraded or abused is helpful for her to lose weight and probably mm-hmm. seeking counseling or therapy. But I'm, I, I assume you agree that that's going to be boring to actually state that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have a uh, clear rule with your partners about not discussing whether or not you find other people attractive or are you guys more open about it? Oh, with a past partner, I definitely offended one of them greatly. Like she was deeply hurt when I, uh, when I, she saw me click on a, uh, when she saw me click on a profile picture of a hot girl on Twitter. (laughs) That's pretty cool. She was what I would call enraged. (laughs) Hmm. So it's not the kind of person who'd have like a uh, five celebrities you're allowed to cheat with thing. Nah, nah, that wasn't her vibe. Hmm. She was like, Paul, if he got in the same room as Scarlett Johansson, he could make it happen. And that's why I'm jealous about it. <laughs> I agree, man. I don't, Adrian, I've never turned on the, I've never turned on that charm around you. I've only turned on the friend mm-hmm. charm. Mm-hmm. You've only ever turned on Charmed because you love that show. I do love that show. I was talking about that with somebody <laughs> the other day. Yeah, because of the hot ladies in it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Alyssa Milano. Don't like her politics, but I like that bod. <laughs> <laughs> You know, with her whole thing being about me, too, probably the last person you should make that joke about, Adrian. (laughs) Do you think that she's uncomfortable emotionally abusing her wife, but she's fine with physically abusing her wife? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If she'd asked her to beat her every time she tried to have a slice of cake, she'd be okay with it. It'd be like that uh, Amy Schumer joke that she stole from Kathleen Madigan about having someone hired to slap food out of your hand. Um, oh no! Wait, she didn't steal that joke. From okay, yeah. Like, are her, we uh, Joe Rogan with Carlos Mencia? We're not. We're not out here trying to call out comedians for stealing jokes, Adrian. Let's reel that back in. Oh, okay. All that right. was I mean, on her show. It. She didn't write every segment. A lot of people have come up with that bit. I didn't realize you were such an Amy Schumer apologist. One hundred percent, damn. I think Amy Unpopular Schumer's opinion in twenty twenty. I think Amy Schumer has gotten a bad rap from society, and I stand by Amy Schumer. That's my hot take. I'll stand by Amy Schumer till the end of fucking time. Damn. All right. I stand with Amy. Um, Hashtag I stand with Amy. I hope that's not already taken by something way more important. (laughs) (laughs) You get a lot of people confused about your support for Amy Klobuchar. (laughs) Speaking of emotional abuse. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Didn't she yell at her staffers about salads and shit? Amy Klobuchar definitely gave off energy of, like, she would yell at a staffer for gaining a little bit of weight. (laughs) She had real Ellen energy, I think. think Honey, you're gonna make me look bad out there. Lose a little bit of that weight. I can see your cankles. Why would she do her Trump (laughs) weight? Because that way, if anybody's recording her, they say think Trump said all those nasty things about her staffers. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Any other like last advice for this person? Anything you uh, really want to say to them? No, no. Um, you seem like you're in the right. You seem like a nice person. You shouldn't be mean to your wife. You should help her figure out what's going on. I think actually, I could kind of see doing like a postmodern, post-ironic, complaining about your wife like a boomer joke. Uh, thing as a way to do it without really doing it you could that's actually a good point it's like one of those things where you can be like wait why are you gaining so much weight have you tried your cooking (laughs) you could say uh that you're not comfortable like being mean to her 
or like calling other women attractive, but you are comfortable like vision boarding like 10 hot women you do find attractive. And if those looking at those bodies is inspirational for her, then you can just find like 10 like pictures of like actresses you think are hot and uh, put them on a vision board for your wife, right? It's, it's kind of, it's, 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 it's in the realm of what her wife wants, but feels less belittling. That feels way more belittling. I can't imagine walking <laughs> into someone's house and seeing that. <laughs> No, for whatever reason, her wife thinks that that's what she wants. He's like, you go up and you look at the board. And you're like, she wants she wants you to grow a foot and a half. I don't, I don't understand how you're supposed to do that. Maybe I don't know. I thought it was a good idea, but you're right. It's stupid now. Now that you've mocked it, I realize it's stupid. I don't know. Why does she need? Why does she need this type of support from her wife? Couldn't she have like? nice support from her wife and just hire like a personal trainer who's like renowned for being mean just check the the yelp whatever how wealthy do you think these people are i think they're probably white lesbians i think they're probably doing pretty fine oh yeah they're right. probably like those type of white lesbians who are like conservative now because now they have a little bit of money and they're like you know what actually fuck everybody else <laughs> <laughs> dude that's like on par with like the whole like why is it that white cubans vote for trump where like there are people that will talk to me and they'll be like yeah my parents have these lesbian couple friend and like they live in the same rich neighborhood as us, and they're conservative. Can you believe that? And it's like, no, of course I can't. <laughs> People are very <laughs> stupid with that. Can you believe it? Gay conservatives. What do they know that we don't? <laughs> <laughs> I-, I guess what I'm saying is that you can find another person to emotionally abuse her if you don't want to do it. Why are you Why are you so obsessed with paying people to do this? They're lesbians. They're, I'm sure there's somebody who'll abuse them for free. Right? That's bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should go to a Westboro Baptist Church rally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or whatever, like, I don't know, conservative uh, thing where, like, their meme is like, oh, you have dyed hair and you're fat and you're a liberal arts major. Yeah, post a video of her online and just, like, take a picture of her and post online and be like, SJW gets wrecked. Plenty of people will jump on it. <laughs> we haven't even really talked about the fact that this is, like, a body image thing. So it could be that she's gained, like, 10 pounds but looks perfectly fine. But, of course, she just feels like it's a big deal. Uh, it seems like she's uh, – I don't know. I think she would have mentioned if there, it wasn't a real substantial – this person's really trying to cast themselves as a hero. They they wouldn't have just said, I'm, mm. o- I'm okay with her no matter what she looks like. They would have been like, she's literally gained no weight. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. They would have acknowledged it if that had been what it was. Yeah, yeah. The scale at your house, you have pretty much open access to that. You could definitely start rigging it. Do you do you do you think you could <laughs> hack a a digital scale ball? <laughs> I think so. What do you think's in there? Probably just like a couple strings or something and just like two golden chains holding up little like plates and that's how it tells the weight difference. How is that like little gnomes? Little gnomes that were in there. And it's based on, like, how hard they have to, like, push up to, like, make sure the thing doesn't squish them whenever you step on it. Where they're like, oh, this has got to be at least 230. <laughs> That'd be very cute. My assumption about it, I'm like a poorly written uh, person from a fantasy book who comes into the real world where everything, I assume, is just operated by little men. <laughs> Actually, oh, wait, never mind. I guess we haven't brought that in yet, so there's no context for it. Um, yeah, so I think, I think these, this is all good advice, and I think that you should do this instead of just buying healthier groceries and, uh, telling her that she's great, and then supporting her when she does good things for her weight loss journey. Uh, don't do any of that. Do all the stuff that we said. Do a, uh, Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura thing, where you guys have a weight loss competition. No, yeah, I like that. Uh, okay. Uh, Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura. <laughs> you really left out Joe Rogan, the other person who does that one. Oh, I didn't know he was a part of that. 
Maybe he wasn't part of the weight loss challenge. They do uh, no nut November, no alcohol October, no no mm. with uh, Ari Shafir. Did I ever tell that story on the pod when me and my roommate did a weight loss challenge and both gained weight? I don't think I ever heard the conclusion on that. I think you told me that you gained a pound at one point, but that's all I knew. Yeah, me and my roommate did a weight loss challenge and we both gained weight, but I gained less weight than him, so I won. And he had to buy the hundred dollars worth of liquor to stock our liquor cabinet. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a good way to celebrate. It's a good. It was a good uh, hero's journey for me. It is incredible to try to get, lose weight for months and end up somehow both gaining weight. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of cool, actually. <laughs> All right, I'm ready for the answer. My last point is that I think these are probably pretty cosmopolitan people, and my advice: take a vacation uh, to any major city in the Midwest, and that way you can kind of get like a. Well, my wife feels like she's like an LA3, but when we're in Oklahoma City, she's like, oh, you know what? I'm actually in Oklahoma City 10, and I'm kind of okay with that. Wait, what are you talking about? All those girls in sundresses and cowboy boots? <laughs> All right. Dear loving wife, oof, this is a real tough situation. I absolutely understand your discomfort with being being purposely abusive to your wife to help with her weight loss. I completely understand her urge to take the weight back off. While I'm very vocal in my hatred of the skinny equals morally superior narrative that our culture is so deeply imbued with, I also know how hard it can be to watch your body change in ways that make you feel uncomfortable in your skin. This is especially rough when changes are the result of medical treatments that are supposed to be making you better in some way. As a personal anecdote, I put on a significant amount of weight my freshman year of college due to a combination of going on birth control and taking a mental med that inhibited my ability to feel full. I still remember screaming when I found out about it. I was not great at reading up on the potential side effects. Something along the lines of, who the fuck thought it would be a good idea to put a depressed teenager with bad self-esteem on a medication that would make them fat? But I digress. I 100% believe that you should stick to your guns and not try to make your wife feel bad about herself in order to support her weight loss. I recommend going back to her and seeing if she's willing to have a conversation with you about it again. Oh, this is Paul's favorite thing where they give you a script. (laughs) Hey, I know that this is a thing that has worked for you in the past, but I just really can't bring myself to treat you in that way. And I don't think it's ethical to help you lose weight that way. I'm 100% on board to help you put together healthy meal plans, cook together, go exercise together, or just hold you accountable when when you make those plans for yourself. But I'm not going to compare you to other people or tell you that I don't love the way you look. If your wife really needs someone to bully her into losing weight, she can always sign up for a boot camp style fitness class. Those people will yell at you plenty, and you could pay them for it. Uh, someone's got Adrian's ideas. <laughs> I hope that with some conversation, your wife will understand that it's unfair to ask you to do something that makes you profoundly uncomfortable to support her weight loss goals. You can stock up on healthy recipes, try to keep junk food out of your house, and suggest physical activities to do together instead of drinking or Netflix binging if you want to be able to help in a productive way. Just because her ex was willing to be mean to her, to make her work harder, that does not mean you are obligated to participate. There are ways to be supportive other than negging, and hopefully your wife will realize that. Love, Han. She didn't have any goofy ideas about bribing weight-guessing guys out of circus. No wonder their podcast failed. No wonder their loser podcast failed. Losers. Actually, I think they only made it to 112 before they, uh ended so nice paul we just just gotta get 13 more out and and we're officially the premier longest lasting advice column podcast (laughs) until we find out that there's like one in russia that's been going on for 17 years (laughs) all right all right adrian are you ready for our third segment i am i am what did you cook up for this one paul so for our third segment i'm gonna keep it 100 
doesn't have much to do with our theme of keeping it 100. But we are going to each get $100. I could really use that this month. <laughs> you know those memes, Adrian? The build your perfect squad or build your perfect whatever. It, build your perfect blank with X dollars. In this case, mm. we're doing it with $100. Me and you have brought in three lists of, have brought in three lists of various genre where we've ranked things in those genre by price. And the other person can build their perfect squad from that list with $100. I feel like it's hard to describe in concept, but let's just jump into one, and that's going to be the easiest way to uh, get the idea across. And because Paul and I are buds, we not only use our own knowledge of each other's interests to make the general categories, but also how to tier uh, different things in each category. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've created a list with the 151 original gen Pokemon on it, and Adrian... I basically want you to create your perfect little pokey farm. This isn't your team to battle with. This is you creating your pokey farm from this list. So each Pokemon has a value, a dollar value attached to them, and you have $100 to f- spend at this pokey market. So wait, I'm not limited to six. It's just whatever I want. Whatever you want to put on your pokey farm. Yeah, I'll keep up with your price tag for you. And is this a productive farm? Am I like, am I going to get a Tauros because I need him to like breed with the milk tanks or? Nope, it's whatever you want to live with, man. This is one of those farms that rich people own, like just uh, they enjoy having the horses. Okay, so this is the original 150. Not my favorite set of Pokemon, but a classic. Let's see. Did you, you made the point, you know, the pricing for this? Yeah. I like how you dip down Ivysaur a little bit. Uh, yeah, go ahead and tell me, what, 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 let the audience know what pricing you find fair and unfair. And Okay. Um, I think I've talked to other people who disagree with me about this, that I, I think the, the middle the middle stage for all of the starters is really awkward, and I like that Paul reflects that in the price. Um, also, why are there four other people on this Google Doc, <laughs> on this Google Sheet? Oh, it's all me. Okay. <laughs> It's very popular. Here was slow. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. So I'm not as big of a Charizard fan as Pokemon is in terms of like putting it in everything. Oh, Dorley told me that was your favorite Pokemon. Dorley said Charizard was. Yeah. <laughs> She's okay. Well, you know, I guess uh, she doesn't know as much about me as I thought she did. Because you put it at the thirty-five dollar tier, and that's uh, that's a pretty little penny. She told me last choice when cool. asked your your favorite Pokemon, she didn't realize I was using plural Pokemon. And she said Charizard. That was her favorite. Uh, that was her answer. Interesting. No, my favorite Pokemon is Blaziken. Oh. Oh, okay. You you like the chicken evolution from Gen 3. Yeah. I love. So Gen 3 was the first Pokemon game that I like really, really played as like a cognizant uh, human being as opposed to like a little kid just pressing buttons. Uh, so I think the third generation is really where most of my sentimentality lies. Let's see. Okay. Okay. I love I love some of the five dollar tiers. I might I might snack uh, I might snatch some of those at the end. Pikachu's a thirty. I think that's fair. I'm hoping that you put Nido Queen and Nido King the same. <laughs> Otherwise, that's going to reveal something about you. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> ne- why, Paul? Why would you? <laughs> Nido Queen is twenty six. Nido King is twenty five. In what world would I be able to afford an extra thing if I get the twenty six over the twenty five? Like it's all it should all be in increments of five. I just wanted to reflect that. <laughs> Our ladies are more valuable than our fellas. So Nita Queen is a dollar more than Nita King. And so is Nita Rand female. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go ahead and make my first purchase. $20 for Vulpix. I'd love a little Vulpix running around. Okay. Meowth is 25 but it's a Meowth that can't talk. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a Meowth that can't talk. Tentatively, I'm going to put Alakazam on there for 25. I think he just seems like a riot to have around because he can do cool stuff with his mind. Do I have a water feature to house water Pokemon or? Yeah, you know, I'm giving you, you have a $100 budget for the Pokemon. You have an unlimited budget for amenities. Oh, hell yeah, brother. Okay, okay. Definitely not going to get Hypno, one of the creepiest Pokemon in the fucking game, where, like, his description is literally that he, like, steals children by, by like, fucking doing his little hypnoto- hypnosis thing. Is this one of those things where it's, like, a meme where, like, me as a 27-year-old still being worried about being kidnapped? You're like, he's gonna steal me, I'm a child. No, but I don't want, like, a bunch of kids running around my farm because, like, he's, like, keeps stealing them from the town. <laughs> That's free kids, man. That's a bonus. You didn't pay for those. There's no way Hypno doesn't just put on a trench coat and a hat and walk into town and steal children. <laughs> I don't know if this shows, like, my implicit bias in a really nasty way, but, like, all the ones that belong to Team Rocket, I kind of wanted to put lower, and I was like, you know what, like, they're not actually bad Pokemon. I think they did Pokemon. purposely kind of give them the ugly Pokemon, though. Uh, I guess so, too. Well, well, like, like, coughing. Coughing. Yeah, I they guess it is. <laughs> that Pokemon just a hundred-year-old smoker Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put Gengar on there tentatively. That's for if Dora Lee visits, because it's her favorite Pokemon. Um, okay, I love Cubone. I'm going to put Cubone on there tentatively for 15. Actually, maybe my favorite Pokemon from Gen 1. So that's a that's a, that's a good price for a, for a Cubone, I'll tell you what. You know, I'll take two. <laughs> do you actually want to take two? That is an option. Uh, no, I, I'm going to do one. I'm gonna okay, do one. okay. I think Mr. Mime would be fun to play soccer with if he does his little barrier thing like in the N64 <laughs> game. Put Mr. Mime for 20, we'll see. Put Scyther for 20, and then I'll I'll cut down the list later. Gyarados seems scary to have around. Um, ooh, I do like Lapras a lot. Lapras is a really cool Pokemon. Put Lapras for 25 for just, just for now. Um, And then we're getting into like Legendaries, which I'm not super big on. So you did price Mew and Mewtwo pretty heavily at 35. Um, all right, what's my tab right now? Uh, right now you are at, uh, 150. 150, oof, okay, I gotta get rid of, I gotta cut some fat here. Okay, well, I did specifically say that this was for Dora Lee, so I'm gonna take out Gengar. You know, I don't really need Scyther, but he's not gonna get me down to under 100, so I think I'll take out Alakazam. All right, so, your final farm, you've only got five Pokemon on your farm. Vulpix, Cubone, Mr. Mime. Scyther and Lap- Lapras. Honestly, pretty cool team. I'm into it. Alrighty. Alright. Paul, are you ready for your first one? Yes, I am ready for mine. Alright, let's do a comedian tier list first. So, Paul, this is going to be your perfect lineup um, for a night of comedy. Ooh, okay. And, uh, yeah, just to, like tell us how you want to spend your money, $100, to create the perfect lineup for a Saturday night show for you. Okay, okay. Uh, did you text or message it? I'm going to text it to you right now. Just got it. All right. Oh, man, I'm so bad with names. I really wish I could, like, hover and see names. Um, The other one's going to have names on it, but it goes from everywhere from 75 to $1. Why do Minaj at $50? Because <laughs> I know you. <laughs> but you made him expensive, and I don't like him. No, you love him. What are you talking about? <laughs> Is that Bill Hicks right next to him? <laughs> uh, It's Eugene Merman, yeah. Oh, damn, dude. The only person from the... Well, I, I do really like John Mulaney from the $75. Actually, do you want to get kind of just like run through the list really quick if you want to like... Yeah. Do you want me to? Yeah. The top, we got Chris Rock. Oh, seven- for $75, we got Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, John Mulaney, Eddie Murphy, or Bill Burr. Um, for 50 you have Eugene Merman, Hassan Minaj, um, John Leibowitz, uh, John Stewart, 
uh, Mike Birbiglia, Richard Pryor, and Mitch Hedberg. For 25, you have Aries Spears, Conan O'Brien, Brian Regan, Daniel Tosh, you know, a couple other people, Dimitri Martin, Jimmy Carr, Joe Rogan. Some of this I thought you might just kind of want to see them live, even though you don't particularly like them. Um, uh, Chappelle and uh, Pete Holmes and Robin Williams, Zach Galifianakis is in that tier as well. So is Larry the Cable Guy. For $10, you got people like uh, Jesselnick, you got Amy Schumer. Maybe you should have priced her higher because Paul stands with Amy. Hashtag stand with Amy. Oh, Jim Jeffries. Jim Jeffries, Bo Burnham, Doug Benson, Wanda Sykes, Kevin Hart, the guy with the puppets, Patton Oswalt. In the $5, you've got people like Ali Wong, you got Carrot Top, you got Mark Barron, maybe just someone to spice up the list. Uh, you got Bobby Lee. Wait, Greg you didn't Giraldo. mention that you put Patrice O'Neill. I bring him back to life. Well, yeah, you're going to bring back uh, Greg Geraldo as well if you <laughs> want him to come back for this one. <laughs> Uh, Nick Swartzen's in the $5 tier list, so is Pete Davidson. And then in the $1 tier list, you've got, like, Dane Cook, Eliza Schlesinger. Uh, I actually don't know who the other ones are. I think that's why I put them in the $1 tier list. So, for sure, Patrice O'Neill's going in $10. Amy Schumer going in $10. Jim Jeffries going in $10. Okay, we're at $30 now. And then at the end, you can, uh, tell us what order you want them to perform in. Who would I- do I actually want anybody from the $25 tier? Who's, uh, number one in that list? Uh, that's Aries Spears. Aries Spears. Maybe Dave Attell, but no. I'm not sure I really want anybody. George Carlin? George Carlin. Jeff Foxworthy? Uh, no, I'm not really sure. I guess it would be cool to bring him back to life, but I'm not sure it's really worth it. Um, Aforementioned Dimitri Martin? Eugene Merman and Hassan Minaj at the $50 tier list is so weird. I don't know who made this, but that's such a weird choice. I made this. What are you talking about? Oh. <laughs> you made this? Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I um, I just did a tier list where you get to pick your own, and then I changed the names from like S A whatever to like the dollar amount. Uh, I'll do Mark Marin from the five dollar tier list. Okay. It's a good frugal spend. You can get here is great jokes about how oh fucking atheists are so mad about religious people. When's the last time you saw an atheist soup kitchen? Daniel Tosh is pretty funny. Maybe maybe I would grab. So you're already you're you're already barred from any seventy five dollar purchases, right? You're already past that point. Oh, I could. You know what? I also don't want the night to be too long. I would rather see some of these people for a good segment of time than block myself out. Right now, I'm at thirty five. So yeah, I'm pretty much barred out um, of the seventy five dollar tier. Bill Burr would be the only one I would want from that tier, um, or John Mulaney, but. You know, I didn't mean to do this, but you do have enough money to have John Mulaney with Dave Chappelle opening for him <laughs> in light of recent events. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, if he wasn't controversial, but I, 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 I would pick Dave Chappelle if he wasn't controversial, but I don't want to mar this night in controversy. You know what I'm saying? Is that really your issue? Not that like his current standup is just not that good. It's also his current standup's not that good. But considering you put dead people on here, I thought I was getting them in their prime. You got enough money for you know what? Joe Rogan. David Cross. Let's grab David Cross for twenty five. David Cross, interesting choice. You're right. His, you know what? I, I want to see Time Cup live. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, maybe David Tell. So it's fifty plus five plus thirty. Yeah, fifteen dollars left. If you had asked me to predict this, I would not have gotten most of this right. Maybe Sarah Silverman. That's a, that's a good budget pick right there. Oh, and Ricky Gervais. Well, Ricky Gervais stand up isn't that good. I just think I would just like to meet him. Am I allowed to get him on on the set list just so I can talk to him? <laughs> no, he still has to do a set. Uh, okay. But Sarah Silverman for five dollars. That's yeah. a good. That's good. That's, that's a good, good value pick. That's a good budget pick. All right, you got ten dollars left. 
you'd fill it out with a little bit of Kevin Hart, a little bit of, uh, what's the guy who does the puppet stuff? Jeff Dunham, little Jeff Dunham. He's actually like five acts in one. So that's a great value pick. Dude, you'd have to pay me to take fucking Bill Hicks. You know what? Bo Burnham. Oh, okay. Round it out with Bo Burnham. Yeah. Let's round it out with some Bo. All right. And that's a hundo. That's a, that's a pretty savvy play, I think. Okay. So here's my list. Patrice O'Neill. Jim Jeffries, Amy Schumer, Mark Marin, David Cross, Dave Vitell, Sarah Silverman, Bo Burnham. All right. And what's the order? Who's headlining? I don't know if I'm going to do a strict order, but honestly, the person I'm most excited to see from this lineup is Patrice O'Neill. He's headlining. Damn, should not have put him in the $10 category. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm very satisfied with your answers on that one. I think you did some smart stuff there. Thank you, no Adrian Mullaney, no Jerry, no Chris, no Eddie Murphy, no Bill Burr. No, I mean, these are a lot of really good names, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not no worth Mike it. Uh, those no people- Hassan Minaj. <laughs> you know my fave. I, it, it, it would put a tear in my eye to not pick Hassan. But. <laughs> Adrian, let's bring you over back to my sheet mm-hmm. for my what is your perfect city to live in as per what fast food restaurants are located in it so you have a hundred dollars to spend you have a big list of fast food restaurants what what Mm -hmm. region what fast food places are located in that city (laughs) okay let's go through the list Uh, okay so we're starting at bet the the range looks to be from free to 50 yes um all in the same restaurant somehow (laughs) McDonald's is 15, Starbucks is 15, Subway is 5, Taco Bell is 15, Chick-fil-A is free, Chick-fil-A not homophobic is 50, <laughs> Wendy's is 10, Burger King's 10, Dunkin's 10, Domino's 10, Panera Bread is 5, interesting, okay, Pizza Hut's 15, Chipotle's a 15, I'm not actually that big of a Chipotle head, um, Sonic is 10, KFC's 10, Arby's, Little Caesars, Dairy Queen, Pan Express, Popeye's, uh, Papa John's, Jimmy John's, all the John's, Hardee's, Zaxby's, Five Guys, In-N-Out is at 25, okay. That seems fair. Cookouts at a 25. That's also fair. If I do put cookout in and out in the same city, I've made a infamously non-existent city. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Bojangles, Del Taco, Firehouse. Oh, I do love the Italian sub from Firehouse Subs. Um, Auntie Anne's, White Castle, Rushes, and Churches. I like how you put Rush as a little local pick. So I definitely would be in South Lexington, South Carolina (laughs) if that was my pick. Uh, okay, I think you knew me pretty well on this one. I'm going to put 25 for cookout easy. Okay. Um, I like McDonald's, but only because of their breakfast. And so for five more, I'd rather just have Bojangles in my city. Okay. Are you picking Bojangles or? Yeah, I'd rather just have Bojangles for 20. Um, And so that gets me to 45. I can probably get McDonald's, Starbucks, Subway, Taco Bell, and at least the town over. So. <laughs> Not too worried about those. It's a long drive to the next town. You're in a rural Midwest town. We're a rural Midwestern town, but also has a cookout (laughs) and a Bojangles. That makes sense. I'm going to take Chick-fil-A for free, the homophobic one, just so I can judge people who go there in town. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah, for for those who don't know, Adrian doesn't eat at uh, Chick-fil-A, so I thought it might be tempting for him to have the uh, non-homophobic one for $50. (laughs) It's it's been so long, I don't care anymore. I don't really crave it at all. Oh, Popeye's has to be in there, of course. Popeye's. Jimmy John's is not worth $10. It should be like $8 at most. Um... You know how I feel about sub restaurants. How much did Except I put Popeye for? I'm not finding it in the list. Fifteen. It is right under Panda Express. Ah, which you do know that 
and it, it pains me to say this, but I disagree with Kenji Lopez all. Panda Express is not good. It is definitely a $5 one. Yeah, you got that right. Zaxby's for five. See, that's an interesting one because I don't particularly enjoy it, but a lot of people in my life do, and I wouldn't mind having it around for when they come to visit. But this is like that, you know, I'd have a Gengar in my farm just in case Dora Lee came to visit. We're going to put that to the side for right now. Okay. Uh, what am I, what's my total right now? 60? Uh, no. Um, oh, yes, 60. And by the way, you're right. Both Zaxby's and Panda Express, I like both of those places, but I know you don't, and that's why they got fives. I appreciate that. Uh, I'll do five guys for ten. Five guys is good. That's another one where I think I rate that a little bit higher than you. I like five guys. I really like five guys, yeah. It's just a little bit more expensive. Oh, I don't know why I thought you didn't. That's why I put it at ten. So, me not knowing you gave you a little lucky pick there. You gave me a steal. This is my Aries Spears of the round. <laughs> or no, not Aries. <laughs> this is my uh, <laughs> Patrice O'Neill of the round. <laughs> I, did I tell you about when I went to go see Aries Spears with uh, Emily? It was one of those things where I kind of just saw a big name was coming to Sacramento Punchline. So I asked her if she wanted to go uh, watch it. And, you know, I know Emily's sensibilities. And so the fact that like his whole first bit is about how young uh, women uh wear denim shorts that are like cut off to the point where you can like see a little bit of their butt and how much he likes that <laughs> and i was like i don't know this is a good, i don't know how she feels about me now <laughs> he was like i'm not mad about it <laughs> I'm not mad about. um oh taco bell let's put taco bell in there i'm trying to think if there's any restaurants that you missed out on but i think this is a pretty solid list i guess i'm not gonna have an in and out in my city i was thinking about that at first but you know what Everyone needs a little bit of pizza every now and then. I'll take a pizza hut. So you're, the $100 you spent to build your perfect fast food city is a city that has a cookout, a Bojangles, a homophobic Chick-fil-A, Popeyes, a Five Guys, a Taco Bell, and a Pizza Hut. Well, you didn't give me Long John Silver's connected to a KFC as one of the uh, options, so. <laughs> Couldn't remind myself of home. That one is really on me, though. All right, that was pretty good. I like that. All right, Paul. Next round. Uh, this one does have names on it, so it should be easier for you. Uh, this is going to be not a rapper group, as the picture says. This is for your perfect rap song with as many features as you can afford to put on there. Oh, Ooh, okay, okay. Kind of so like the rap monument they made on, uh, on like that Vice music channel where they had like a yeah. hundred verses. Oh, you see, this is one of those things where it's like there's stars up top at the hundred dollar range, but then there's like it's like I kinda want Royce to five nine, you know, in the ten dollar range. Yeah, like, so there's people where you can spend all of your budget on just a song from that person if that's what you want, but Um, okay. So let's go over funny picks. I don't even know who uh BBNOS is. Baby No Money. Baby No Money. Never heard of so him. So in the hundred dollar tier we've got all of uh Paul's favorites. Yeah, like Baby No Money, Six Nine, Eminem. Young Gravy. Who's Young Gravy? <laughs> I don't know. Some white dude. Hobson. Uh, Jack Harlow. French Montana. Jaden Smith. Did you put anybody good at the $100 range or is it entirely a joke <laughs> range? It's, I don't, like, it's, it defeats the point to have a one-person song. So the $100 range kind of just became like a meme. Yeah. Uh, Joyner Lucas. Macklemore. Machine Gun Kelly. Post Malone. Logic. Lil Dicky. NF. Um, Token, who I don't know as well, and Tech 9 You found a lot of corny rappers that I've never even heard of. <laughs> at, at first, my idea was to make all of the white people $100. <laughs> um, Decided against that. Okay, at the $75 range, we got Chance, 
We got Danny Brown, MF Doom, Freddie Gibbs, Kendrick Lamar, Pusha, and Lil B. All legends, all people, I can't. $75 is just too high in something like this, you know? Maybe you can throw $50 down on somebody. Ooh, and you got some good people in the $50 range. We have Denzel Curry, Mac Miller, Schoolboy Q, ASAP Rocky, the entire Wu Tang clan. What a budget pick. Yeah, yeah. It's a real budget pick. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler the Creator and Young Thug. For 25, we're bringing back Biggie to life. We got uh, Churlish Gambit, Big Crit, JID, Joey Badass, Pop Smoke, Saba, Rico Nasty, and T Pain. T Pain can do a real good hook. I'm not going to go over every other range. Um, you know what? I think I, if I'm going to have to do a guy for a hook, I'm going to grab Ty Dollar from the uh, $10 range. And in fact, okay. that's going to be my first pick, Ty Dollar from the $10 range. All right. Both because I feel like he also has like a producer mindset. Like He benefits every song he's on greatly. I will say, I put some legends in the $5 category, again, just because of Paul's sensibility. So Jay-Z's in there. Ice Cube's in there, Easy e Oh, well, Nas. I love Nas. And Earth Gang's in there. I like Earth Gang. Uh, let's put Earth Gang and Nas on this song for five bucks. That's a two each. for one. It's gonna be a long song, man, but... Hey, can I ask you to, on the fly, add somebody to this list? Where would you put Kevin Gates? Um, Kevin Gates, I know you like him, so he'd be in the 75. Oh, uh, okay. I meant to say, for the comedians, I meant to give you the option of Hannibal Burris in there, because he just wasn't in the specific tier list thing that I used, but... Um, I'm sure you wouldn't have paid 75 for him anyways. You see, this is a problem. I feel like I'm making, I'm picking too many people for a song. Could we do it? Could we make this a show or do you want this to be a song? Because if so, I might scratch this and go to a higher, uh, price range. All right. All right. We'll do this as a show. We'll do it the same way as the comedian tier list. Yeah. Okay. Because now I'm definitely going straight to putting Maxo Cream, J-Rock, Royce the 5'9", Tupac. I feel like I should say Big L for the old heads, but fuck them. Action Bronson, for sure. Action Bronson is another $10 tier. Okay, where am I now? Because that's a lot of you're $10 people. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're just at 60 man. Man, this is a crazy-ass festival I'm planning. A little something for everybody. Ooh, maybe I should take out one of the 10s and put, like, Denzel Curry or Mac Miller in from the $50 range. Like a headliner, you know? I was gonna say, if you pick a $50 person, is that an automatic headliner? To be fair, I feel like Tupac should be a headliner. <laughs> Tupac. <laughs> I, I get my sensibilities are that I don't listen to it on a Tupac, but like I, it feels wrong <laughs> to make him open for Denzel Curry. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go ahead and add Meek Mill and Cardi B from the ten dollar range. There's a ton of people in the five dollar range that are really good, like Lil Tecca, Ice Cube, Fifty Cent, Nipsey. Oh, Lil Uzi Vert. Holy shit! Yeah. All right, and there you go. Oh That's shit! Nice I made it. Ugh, I feel bad about some people I left off, but. I think. No Lil Peep, no Snoop Dogg, <laughs> no Doji Cat, no DaBaby. Hey, once no again, it, it, no, that, that's not not me saying anything about DaBaby. Just want this to be good vibes. Sort of I was hoping, uh, did you notice that for $10 you can have Ray Shrummed and for $5 you can have Sway Lee? <laughs> 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 so just pick a headliner and then name the rest of the people performing. Okay, headlining is going to be, I mean, like I said, uh, Nas, Nas is headlining. Uh, so we got Ty Dollar Sign, Earth Gang, Nas headlining, J-Rock, Maxo Cream, Royce the 5'9", Tupac, Action Bronson, Meek Mill, Cardi B, Ice Cube, 50 Cent, Nipsey, and Lil Uzi Vert. 
Damn, I think I put too many people in the $10 tier, but that's a that's a bomb-ass lineup. Yeah, that'd be a crazy lineup. Are you sure you don't want to trade all of that for Lil Dicky for $100? Ooh, that is tempting. But you get up on stage and you're like, I got a little penis, but I put a hot girl in my music video. Hey, I'm a professional rapper. I'm rapping my pillow talking about the, do you, do you fuck with the war? Ha 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 ha. White girls think that's funny. I think you made the wrong choice. All right, Paul, what's my last one? So I know you are a fan of socially responsible educational YouTubers. I am, yeah. Love a good video essay. Uh, commonly known as bread tubers, although basically everybody who's a part of BreadTube shuns the label because who wants to be corny as fuck? Pigeonholed into such a corny grouping of people. So I have a list of bread tubers here. Some that I think I know you like, some that I don't know for sure, some that I don't even really know. I think of all the ones with Pokemon and fast food places. Me and you have really had some deep conversations about those topics. Um, with bread tubers, I think I just catch things here and there about what you like. So it was the most vague. At the bottom, I put any others. So if you can think of any others you like, you get them for $10. So that's your steal. Uh, by the way, this is going to be people who you get free early access Patreon to all their future content. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just delete some off the list. Um, you can take off Vouch for free. <laughs> I don't want early access to that. <laughs> you, uh, you can take off Destiny for free. <laughs> <laughs> you can also take off Kurzgesagt for free. Um, let's see. Unlearning Economics, never watched them. Let's see. Lindsay Ellis doesn't make videos anymore, so I'd get early access to nothing. That, good catch. Good catch. That's my Ray Shremmer of this one. That's my Swaley <laughs> Ray Shremmer trick. <laughs> uh big joel uh i would not i don't need early access to his videos i need late access i need him to publish a video and i need to get it recommended to me like a month later when i have time to watch it <laughs> he just makes the most inane bullshit <laughs> i also sometimes watch his videos but god that that broad can yap yeah but yep yeah yeah i'll tell you what someone who can really do a 10-hour essay on the remake of the giver movie <laughs> um Philosophy Tube's another one where, like, they, they're like the, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, evil twin of ContraPoints, where, like, they're very similar, um, but, like, she actually uploads on a consistent schedule and uploads, like, good quality content, and it's just too much. Like, if ContraPoints uploaded every month, it actually would be too much content. <laughs> uh, so Philosophy Tube, I don't need, uh, early access to that. Innuendo Studios, I've never watched. Peter Coffin, I think, turned right wing after something happened to him. So I, I don't think he's a... I've never watched any of his videos. I just know he gets criticized for that. And then Sean, I like Sean, but I don't... Um, I have plenty of backlog to watch before I need to get anything I new think what him. we're learning is that early access is just not tempting enough for any, yeah. <laughs> any YouTuber. Maybe There's we should There's already change. so much stuff to go through. <laughs> What about, do you want to do like a collab for one video on any topic? Okay, yeah, let's do a collab. Okay, okay. In which case- Although, but then you're like trying to, okay, yeah, mix styles, but um, let's see if you can weave this. Um, I actually don't know Pop Culture Detective, I don't know who that is. Um, So at that point, I think, yeah, that does change the parameters a lot, because I was like, I think I would for sure take Mia Mulder, but like also, I don't know if she's going to mess with everybody, she doesn't seem like a team player. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's put FD Signifier in there. No matter what the thing is, I'm sure I'd want him in there. He's a smart dude. I would also put intellectual media in there. 
And I think that's running up my tab pretty quick. That's forty-five. Any others? I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give that spot to someone who's probably not really bred to, but I'm gonna give that to Hakim. How do I spell that? H A K I M. Okay, and what what do they do? Uh, he's an Iraqi doctor who makes Marxist theory videos. Oh, it, it, his name isn't Hakim. It's the word for doctor in Arabic. It's Hakim. Oh, yeah. Well, no, that's his, like, YouTube channel's name. Oh, gotcha. I'm not calling any of these people by their name. <laughs> well, you're telling me FD Signifier is his given name as a baby? His <laughs> you know what's funny like... is I actually don't know what his real name is. Usually they do that. Uh, that's usually pretty, like, accessible information. Yeah, I'd bring on H Bomber Guy for a little bit of humor, a little bit of insight. Uh, okay, how much do I have left? Uh, 20. 20. Did we sufficiently explain what BreadTube was before we started this? <laughs> uh, there... I feel like this is all just nonsense to so many people. <laughs> BreadTube is people who make video essays about social justice on YouTube. Oh, that is an awkward amount of money. You know what? I'll give you a deal on me and Mulder. We'll cut $5 off. Hey, all right. <laughs> all right, what's my lineup for this big collaborative video about how the uh, alt-right has a pipeline on YouTube or whatever? FD Signifier, Intellectual, Hakeem, H-Bomber Guy, and Mia Mulder. That would be a bomb-ass video. That'd be a great yeah. collab. It's also not too many. You could make it work with five people. You know what I mean? That's not too many cooks in the kitchen. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are H-Bomber guy videos that are like three and a half hours long. So you can certainly fit that many people into what is not the average, but in the scope of like a BreadTube video. Dear God. Yeah, H-Bomber guy and Mia Mulder really have to like send some of that cash and like those good cameras to FD signifier and intellectuals though, because there's like a real disparity <laughs> yeah, here. It's a real like, affirmative action thing. <laughs> into like level of production, like budget that you can tell goes into each video. Yeah, for sure. I, I like that one FD signifier video you suggested to me, but boy, I was just like, why wouldn't you put the camera? Like what a weird amount of your body I'm looking at right now. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> Just put it somewhere else. It's like, why isn't he in costume for this? <laughs> yeah, he should be doing a gotcha point thing in costume. I know he has a wife and two kids, but why didn't he turn one of his uh, <laughs> one of his rooms into an entire studio for this? <laughs> Alrighty. Alright, cool. Are you ready for your last one, Paul? I am. Alright, here we go, Polly boy. Let me send this over to you. This is going to be, um, you know... This is something that we used to talk about a lot more often than we do now, but Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, notably something we both love, and what I'm sending you now is, if you were the Avatar, Paul, who would you want to be part of your, trademarked, Team Avatar? And so, in this world, I kind of priced the Avatars more expensive because they're already the Avatar, but if you want to, like, make pretend that they're just a, whatever their main bending is, um, you can do that for the sake of this pricing. And team building. Uh, and this is so, this is from Legend of Korra as well as Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, let me uh, talk about any interesting picks. Oh, you have, um, what's his name? The main uh, non bender who becomes a uh, wind bender or airbender for $50. Zaheer. Zaheer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zaheer would be a fucking badass on the team. You got Korra at 25. Interesting. You got Avatar Wan at 25. So there's names that are kind of like cropped out from some of the pictures. So really quickly in the $50 tier, we got Lord Ozai. We got the dude who makes the sword for Sokka. We have Tenzin, Toph, Kiyoshi, Azula, and Zaheer. At 25, we've got Korra. We got Wan. We got Lin Beifong. We got the shooty laser firebender dude from the eye. General Iroh, which is Zuko's son in the sequel series. 
um, Amon, the main villain in the first season of Korra, King Boomy, Uncle Iroh, and Appa. Uh, for 15, we've got uh, Asami, we have Suko, Korra, what's his name? Master, Master Paku, uh, Aang, uh, the assassin from the original series that r- rides the big lizard, uh, Varric, Sokka, and Mai. At $10, we have the two brothers from Korra, we have Bolin, we have uh, Mako, uh, the Tenzin's daughter, who becomes an airbending master, Admiral Zhao, we have Korra's polar bear dog, we have Suki, we have the one of the like really skilled archers from that one episode of Avatar, Opal, which is Bolin's love interest in the second series, and Tai Lee. Uh, and then in the $5 tier, we have some like miscellaneous characters who are shown fighting, at least in some scenes. Uh, as a meme, I did also put the cabbage guy in there. I was oh, and I also about put in pick- the owl from the uh, library. I was thinking about picking cabbage guy because he's fucking cabbage guy. But then I thought, you know what? I'd rather have Varric. And you, you know what? I don't want to overdo my the same team kind with- of meme energy. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to overdo my yeah team with Joe guys. Yeah, you're gonna get your asses kicked. Today. <laughs> that's that's twenty dollars of your team. Does Does Varric come with his assistant? Does he come with a? Uh- no, Julie was Julie? part of the thing, and I decided not to put her on here. Oh, but uh, okay, Varric without Julie is tough. I'm gonna have to find somebody to kind of be a Julie. I mean, that's like Ray Shrummond without the Sway Lee. I'm definitely putting Varric for fifteen. I'm putting okay. That's a good choice. I'm putting my for fifteen. And how much of that is just because you want a hot girl on your team? Well, no, because then I would have put what's her name. I would have put uh her the her the other one who helps uh, Azula. Oh, Ty Lee, right? I would have put Ty Lee, but I, I, I need somebody serious, somebody like the angry energy. I need, like, my Toph, you know what I mean? Oh, there's Toph for 50. Fuck. Yeah, you're not going to get Toph for cheap. I'm going to have to do Toph for 50. I can't. Okay, Paul finally goes to the top tier in one of these. Can't leave out Toph, man. Come on, it's Toph. But then my problem is maybe Toph and Mai are going to, that's a real, but maybe that's good if they butt heads. Maybe that's a good, interesting adventure be... or episode. I don't. I don't consider Mai to be confrontational like that. Yeah, but they're not going to work together, you know? That's just like their personalities. It's, it, you have one closed-off person, you need an oddly open person to force them in. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it's May. I don't know why I'm saying it wrong. It is May, right? Yeah, is it May, May or is May. it Mai? Sorry, did May. I say Mai? Um, I think I was saying it that the whole time. I need somebody open to get everybody to be friends. And so that's why I want to put Juan. Avatar Juan seems like he can be kind of like my Katara. So that's 75 plus 15 plus, who was the other one that you had? Okay, you're right. I'm over by five. So I might get rid of May and replace her. Plus we're a little heavy on the broads, you know? May and Toph. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I think you're picking a very powerful group, but it does not seem like a fun group to hang out with. I know you're a good time, Paul, but. Okay, okay. Let's make the group more fun. Let's make the group more fun. Oh, what's her name? She'd be perfect. She'd be perfect from 10, um, Sokka's love interest. Um, oh, Suki, yeah. Suki. So let's go ahead and remove Toph and put Suki there. Oh, also, if you want an no. animal, I forgot to put uh, one and a put more Suki affordable there. one. So if you want Momo for five, you can do Momo for five. Ooh. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so Suki is 10, and then Momo for five. So now, well, if I pick Momo, then I only have five left. Okay, no, let's do Momo for five. I think that's important to have an animal. Okay, or you could pick the uh, owl that runs the library. Which, that was the uh, reference that I wanted to make earlier, where uh, Janora has to, like, teach him something to, like, get something from him or whatever. It's like, you have to give him wisdom as your main thing, and she uh, 
teaches him how a telephone works, and he's like, I thought there were just small men communicating in there. <laughs> you know what? The owl would actually be cool, too. Let's do the owl. That's going to be my avatar animal that we ride around on. Okay, cool. So you're doing that and Momo? Yeah. All right. So what's your uh, what's your final team? My final team is Suki, Varric, May, Toph, Momo, and the owl. That's actually pretty dope. I mean, you got three women who kick ass. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize how f- female heavy I went. That's definitely a uh, shout out to the uh, creators of Avatar The Last Airbender. They made a lot of cool uh, female characters. Is there a reason besides like attachment to the original show that you would pick Toph out of all the $50 people? Uh, Zaheer, I'm not going to pick a bad guy. He becomes a good guy. He helps the Avatar in the fourth season. Tenzin is I cool. just think that he, for me, Zaheer kind of has like that quasi-religious thing where like if he cite, if he like cites airbender scripture to me while we're just talking in everyday talk, <laughs> I'm going to be like, fuck off, dude. Like, I don't want to be around you. <laughs> <laughs> I think May it kind of has, like I said, I didn't want to do too many playful people too, because there is like a certain amount of like you're trying to get the right adventures to happen by having a mix of personalities. Mm-hmm. So I have Varric to be silly. Suki is not silly, but happier and more open-ended. And then She's on the bubbly, for sure. more like downside of things, we have May and Toph, who are both like a little bit more sulky, a little bit more into their own thing. So I, that gets us kind of our dynamic of both open and closed-off people on the team. Cool. I like it. It's a good team. Yeah. I know, buddy. I know. If I did this one, I would just pick all the hot people. <laughs> <laughs> Big fact, no cap? Big facts, no cap. Have we ever ended an episode without doing one? Is this our 100th Big Fact, no cap? I'm not sure. Maybe early like, on we did it. I think there's it. at least got to be one. I feel like we haven't actually hit the 100th Big Fact. Or no there might have been one where like we had to cut it out because we cut something else out and it made no sense. Yeah. Well... Let's assume it is, Paul. What do you want to leave people with for your 100th, 100th big fact? Life goes by at the blink of an eye. Take a moment to smell the roses. Otherwise, they'll pass you by. My no cap is that every city in the world should have a cookout. Yeah, that shouldn't be a it regional It just thing. makes sense. It just, it just makes, makes sense. sense. How is Subway the number one fucking fast food chain in the world? That's ridiculous. Oh, you know what you should have put is Pollo Comparo is one of those. Which is the Guatemalan fried chicken chain that you have in Charlotte. You have two right. of them in Charlotte. You got two of them. Cut the episode. Let's go back to the beginning. Start it over. <laughs> All right, let's restart. Let's restart. All right, this is going to be episode 100, take two. <laughs> All right. Bye, bye, bye. bruh. Happy 100 episodes and happy birthday. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. They be on that rap to pay the bill shit. And I don't feel that shit, not even a little bit. Oh, Lord. Know yourself. Know your worth, nigga. My actions being louder than my words, nigga How you so I but still so down to earth, nigga Niggas won't do it, we can do it on the turf, nigga Oh, Lord, I'm the rookie in the vet Shout out to the bitches I ain't holding down the set All up in my phone looking at pictures from the other night She gon' be upset if she keeps scrolling to the left, dog. She gon' see some shit that she don't wanna see She ain't ready for it If I ain't the greatest, then I'm headed for it Yeah, that mean I'm way up Yeah, the six ain't friendly, but that's where I lay up Shit a motherfucking layup. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. 360 with the wrist, boy. Hey, who the fuck the niggas is, boy? OVO, man, we